Month official soccer podcast. We're back um, again uh, in seven, after seven days last week where we recorded uh, and talked about the first leg or the first phase of the second leg of the Champions League. Um, and I'm sure a lot of you remember that uh, Manny was missing. And suddenly, once you know Manny was not on the podcast, Chelsea started doing well. Uh, surprisingly, uh, and uh, they they obviously came back and, and beat Dortmund uh, to qualify for the quarterfinals. Uh, and uh, Manny is back, so I think this means, and Justin, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this means that Chelsea will start losing because Manny is back on the podcast, correct? Right, that's, that's what we think, right? I mean, uh, it, that, that's what history says, I think. Then I mean, like every other week, this is the only week that Manny hasn't been on the podcast for this season. So um, that speaks a lot more about Chelsea's season, I think, the fact that uh, well, we consistently have to talk about them losing. We've not consistently recorded this season relative relative to the other seasons. So um, I still think it holds. But uh, I think this is a great place to start. I think, Manny, uh, thanks for joining us. I think this is honestly i've been waiting to talk to you about this because i know how how you felt and and i think what i'm going to do is going to give the people uh, listening the history of your feelings about chelsea in the last month or so so Tuchel got fired you were happy about that and then you were happy about potter coming on i'm pretty sure there are receipts on the podcast yes yes you know you're talking about things like potter ball and everything and how he's going to bring his his uh, style of play and then of course things went down, you know, started well, you know, made fun of Ch- Chelsea being in Milan in the Champions League, and then you know things went south. Uh, and Chelsea are right now, I actually can't remember because I can't really. I always look at like the top uh, six of the Premier League, and I've not seen Chelsea there in a while. Uh, but Chelsea are lurking uh, down somewhere, and so things have not been so well. But I'm curious uh, just to hear from your point of view. Obviously, recently, Chelsea has sort of picked it back up, and, you know, again, it's just been a week, so uh, I think we have to wait to to see more results. Uh, but I'm curious to see where you are now in your uh, sort of emotional roller coaster of a season that you're having. Yeah, so uh, glad to be back. Um I guess we're going to put this theory to the test to see how uh, how Chelsea does, if it uh, correlates to me being on the show or not. Because um, if if it ends up being something where Chelsea actually end up losing after this episode comes out, um, I will talk to you guys on May 29th. All right, both of you. <laughs> so, uh, so that being said, um, a few things I do want to clear up is I was never like anti like like let's fire Tuchel like Tuchel out. I think it was actually Justin who called it. I think at preseason when we recorded, he said that he Tuchel would be the first EPL manager fired, and he was close. He was actually the second. So, so uh, you know that 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 seems like it was you know eons ago just based on everything that's happened and. Of course, football, sports, um, you know, a week is a long time. A month is, you know, what feels like an eternity, let alone a few months, right? Um, Potter, you know, is in. It's a new management, you know, new owner. Everything gets shaken up at the club. 
and um, here we are. And um, what I will say is I am not 100% convinced yet that Potter was the right uh, coach to, you know, to bank, you know, all our, put our, all our eggs in the, in the Potter basket is what I'm saying. Now, I will say that I have said nice things about Potter in the past, but Bori, you're, you're misconstruing my words. What I said is England, the England national team needed a, a coach like Potter, uh, not, not Chelsea, right? And, and the reason being uh, the domestic clubs and the national teams are two completely different uh, uh, entities, if you will, right? You know, um, for the national team, you have obviously the World Cup and those major tournaments that you look forward to. So you have time to prep for and plan to try to set up, you know, whatever system, um, mentality, formation, tactics, and all of that with a, with a coach versus at a club level, you don't have time, right? Like time is a luxury, um, especially at a club like Chelsea, who uh, you guys point out every single time um, has had this uh, sort of this killer, but ruthless mentality that is still uh, a winning mentality of success um, is what drives uh, success and results is what drives essentially uh, that culture, right? That winning culture. And here we are with an American owner who wants to change all of that. And it's going to take time. Um, I still don't think that when Tuchel was, was fired, I, I don't think we should have done it. If we, if we needed to fire him or whatever happened with the management, we're still not going to know what happened until, you know, later on. Um, but it should have been a decision that was made preseason and not once the season has started, because once the season starts, um, you can't stop time, right? Like you just have to roll with the punches and Potter's uh, Potter ball is taking a lot longer um, to, um, I guess, uh, be instilled in these players. Um, and it doesn't help when you have a brand new squad, um, you know, uh, that was purchased in the winter transfer window. So here we are, we made it past the champions league. Um, I listened. I'm going to repeat what I said to you guys before we started airing. And I heard what you guys said about Chelsea and our chances a week ago against Dortmund. And I don't fault you guys at all for saying what you did, because I honestly felt the same way. I had no confidence going into that game. Um, you know, we played against Leeds. We had won. But even anybody that watched that game saw that uh, Leeds could have uh, taken away something from that game. Um, we were fortunate that, you know, we got away with it. And um, it seems like Chelsea now, I don't want to say history repeats itself. I don't, I'm not there yet, Bori. I know you're going to ask me, do you think Chelsea's going with Champions League? Because, you know, they fired the coach and blah, 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 blah. I don't think we're there yet. Um, uh, we're just taking it one day at a time. To be honest with you, this, this, is, this season felt like a wash from the get-go. Uh, at this point, though we are so far from a European spot that I feel like it's almost virtually impossible to get top four unless something drastic was to happen with, you know, the Brightons, the Fulhams, the Brentfords, the uh, Newcastles, Man. Liverpools. Yes. <laughs> how can you, <laughs> I know you, you're talking down Chelsea's chances, but like, I don't even know how you could even invoke <laughs> the possibility of Chelsea making top four. So it's, it's absurd. Saying. 
so this is where I'm going to lead into my next point is um, if there's anything that we're going to be focusing on right now in this run of like, what is it? Three games on our three game winning streak, which is um, kind of pathetic to say with, a, with everything, you know, that's happened with Chelsea, all the money that's spent and players. Um, it seems like we might be just banking everything on the champions league basket. Like we're putting all our eggs in the champions league basket, which is not too far fetched. Um, depending on what the next round uh, of drawings is going to be like. Um, let's not get ahead of ourselves as well. What we've seen in the past, we've seen te- teams, worst teams get to finals. I'm looking at you, Spurs. I'm looking at you, Liverpool. Like, we remember Chelsea. that final. How about Chelsea? Chelsea in 2020, in 2020, 2021 season, we were not the favorites, you're right. Um, right. But the different here's the difference between what we had and, and what happened then is every single time that Chelsea has fired a coach and gone on to win the Champions League in that same season, um, it's it's been the coach who has been the difference. Right. Like Tuchel, you can't compare Tuchel, Tuchel and Parker like those those resumes are, you know, it, it's completely different. Um, that was the difference with that Chelsea team. Um, now. We all know that Champions League and is it comes down to the drawings, right? Like if you have a favorable draw or path to the final, even if you're not the best team, the most um, talented team, then you have a really good chance of making it. Um, if you don't believe that, just ask Pep and City why they keep getting you know screwed over with the, the drawings. Um, PSG, same thing with PSG, right? Like they seem to get um, unfavorable draws. They just went out. Um, so it really just comes down to, to the draw. If we get a favorable draw, I wouldn't put it out of the realm that we could make it further in the competition. Um, you know, let's not, let's not forget that when Chelsea thrives in chaos, chaos is what Chelsea does the best, right? Like when their backs are against the wall is when they turn it on, which is kind of ironic because we are playing, we, we have been playing super uninspiring football or football at all. I don't even know if we've been playing that on the field. I, I'll leave it up to you guys. I don't know that. what's I don't know what's going on on the field to be honest, but I think it's fair to say that that Chelsea. Uh, I don't think they Yeah, I think you're right. They have to go through with the Champions League, but looking at the teams that are there now, these are serious teams. You, I, I don't think. Um, you know, I think I guess one thing that has stuck with me, Manuel, that you said in the past is you always say defense wins ch- uh, championships, but the problem is this. <laughs> the defense, I don't know. <laughs> defense the, does win championships. In, well, yeah, in, but but is Chelsea defensive enough to win this championship? I think that's the the question. I think well, as long as uh, Reese James and Ben Chilwell are healthy enough, uh, wow. we have a good chance. That's a big because, F. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's a big F. But um, hey, defense wins championships, and Ben Chilwell and Reese James keep scoring goals and assisting goals. Uh, more so than our forward and attacking players. So um, take it what you will. Uh, it seems that uh, Potter has realized this, you know, six months later, uh, but still he's realized what we've always talked about, that Chelsea thrives in a wingback system, but only if um, said wingbacks are healthy, right? And if we'll continue to play, you know, a 3-4-3, a 3-5-2, um, for the remainder of of the the campaign, whether it's and uh, the EPL, 
or uh, Champions League. Yep. All right. Well, thanks. That's that's enough of, of Chelsea. I think um, I can see Justin's face is turning red. I uh, can't believe he has to hear all of this. No, I would Chelsea actually nonsense. I would be fine having a I have a I would be fine having a whole just a Chelsea focused episode. But maybe we'll we'll have to save that one in the future because we got a lot of Champions League stuff to talk about. I would I would like to talk about Chelsea because I think it's uh, a fascinating unique, never, kind of never yeah fascinating exactly yeah never really been seen before what's going on there and I um I think that'd be interesting to talk about but yeah let's talk about the rest of the Champions League yeah yeah uh, before we move into the the games this week uh just want to you know I guess congratulations to Chelsea for beating Dortmund uh I think Honestly, I, I think I was neutral on the call. Uh, I, I figured that it was a Stanford bridge and it could happen. But I'm going to talk about buying PSG, uh, mainly because PSG is in a situation now where I feel like things have collapsed. Um, and maybe they don't seem that way to us on the outside, but I feel like inside, everyone is shut, probably shut down because they don't care. It's They're probably going to win the league on anyway. Um, curious to see, uh, Justin, I know last week, uh, you had alluded to some of this uh, last week, but uh, <laughs> do you, I feel like maybe I'm repeating myself, but where do you see Mbappe going from here? Because to me, it seems like he he's for sure, he for sure knows that there's no chance. I don't think that this team wins a Champions League in the next few years. So what do you think is going to happen uh, come the the summer when the transfer window is open at PSG. I don't know. I mean, M- Mbappe is going to start lobbying to leave again. I assume this new contract that he signed. When did it extend until? I believe it has. It's two years and that I think an additional one year. I believe. Uh, I think the total was like three hundred million. Um, so I th- I think the way I started my head was like three divided by. Uh, yeah. 300 million which is 100 million per season right so then it would be not this summer but next summer that he could potentially or or if daddy perez drops uh i guess 100 million plus i guess i, I don't know well yeah that's the thing i mean we all know in terms of destination you know we all know where mbappe wants to go and we know who wants mbappe um whether they can afford it PSG have their leverage has definitely gone lessened with the fact that they failed in the Champions League yet again. Um, but they still, you know, they own the player's contract and so they can hold out for money if they want to. And it, I mean, it's kind of unfathomable to think about like whatever Mbappe going on strike, right? Um, it'd be a very French thing to do, but I don't see Mbappe just like declining to come to work uh, next season. So I think PSG holds leverage. I don't know if Madrid can can spring him loose. It, it seems to be a very expensive deal. Wait, Justin, you were talking about Madrid. I thought you were talking about Chelsea. I thought you were saying. Uh, <laughs> okay, well that's I true. Heard, I just heard they can afford him. And. Uh, that's true. To I would leverage. Believe me. Can buy out. <laughs> that's Chelsea. If Chelsea so decided that they wanted to, they, they if they so deigned, they could definitely make a play for him. Um, and PSG would probably be willing to listen to Ed. any team, any team on the planet would be willing to listen to an offer from, from Chelsea. I actually, I, <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for you as um, based on PSG as well. There's been rumors that 
or stories out there that um, the president of PSG was has been involved in see um, in some nefarious um, acts, if you will. Uh, I'm shocked. I can't believe that. <laughs> my question to you guys is: Do you think that anything, if if the top brass were to change, if something were to happen? with those in charge and in power at PSG, do you think that that would then convince Mbappe to stay a little longer? Or do you think that no. that would expedite his, he doesn't, his, his leaving even further? I, I don't think it would make a difference either way. I don't think okay. he's going to, as long as the paychecks keep coming. And at this point, the paychecks doesn't even make a difference so much. I think at this point, he's just, I think he's fed up with, with being in Paris. And I don't know. I think I think if there's a big leadership change, it's entire it's possible like there's a whole you could either see it as a if you're pessimistic, it the whole project would implode, or you could see it as like an opportunity to they they would rebuild in a new image and perhaps be a, a more sustainable uh a model as opposed to just like getting, you know, becoming the Harlem Globe trotters and just get like or you know, whatever, just collecting a bunch of superstars. Well, I mean, yeah. let's be honest. The, the the issue with PSG is um it's we we talk about it right like we we've said it from the very beginning is it doesn't matter what coach goes in there there's too much player power there's too much player ego in that locker room um and then but but mostly the the issue is that Neymar's sister's birthday happens to be right around the time that the Champions League uh quarters and round of 16 starts like let's be honest hypothetically speaking if Neymar's sister were born in after the Champions League or any time before, you know, the rap, the group stages uh, are, are, you know, are, are done. I think PSG would have already had a, a Champions League, but um, we've seen it season in and season out. You know, uh, the round of 16 kicks off, um, death, taxes, Neymar injury, Neymar's sister has a big birthday bash with celebrities, Neymar shows up and parties and, uh, you know, Rinse, repeat, right? Wash, rinse, repeat. That's the issue. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. Every single well, time. Come single September, time. come September, it's entirely possible Neymar's the only one of the big three, uh, of the front three, who's still at PSG. I think that's in a very likely possibility. So we have yeah. one going to, we have one going to Real Madrid. We have one staying at PSG. Where's Messi going? Who knows? I don't know. Either maybe Miami. At this point, with, with what's going on with Barcelona, uh, with their legal issues, I don't think a reuni reunification um, with Barca and Messi is probably in the cards. It's probably not going to happen. So maybe Messi's coming to Miami. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be, that'd that'd be, be a bummer, but you know, whatever. That'd be that'd be sad to see. One thing to just also point out, I think I think Mbappe is definitely leaving, um, mainly because Where of too? all the. Well, I don't know. I don't know where. Uh, I actually, it's also honestly a, a good point to bring with um, with Madrid. I think, um, you know, with Benzema getting injured now, um, Vinicius Jr. is doing very well. So I don't know if you know maybe they could sell him somewhere else. But my point is, PSG is going to be on the fire uh, financial fair play this summer. Um, I think I was reading that their their wage bill is about seven hundred and something million. Uh, which is really absurd, um, and so that means that um, 
that means that they will they're gonna have to reduce it. And I'm pretty sure because of, they left the Champions League so early, uh, that will affect sort of the income. Although I know they do some financial magic, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't I you know I don't know the real real truth, but you know they I know they do some financial magic to make it seem like they make a lot, or maybe they do make that much. But I, you know, who, who knows these things really? Um, but Let's let's move on from Bayern and PSG. Uh, I, I think Bayern they look they look very. I think. Fine. Well, they don't look. I, in my opinion, I don't think. If I if I'm being honest, I don't think Bayern is the same Bayern that we know. I don't think they're as lethal. Uh, in my opinion, uh, especially because of their performance in the in the league. Um, I think it's just one of those things where they just were, you know, in a very good group stage, and then also PSG was just a shambles. Um, but let's move on to the games that are starting tomorrow. Uh, and the first one is the one I will be watching because that's the only one I care about the, uh, um, this week, and that's the Porto Inter Milan game. Um, is there anything that we know about? Um, about about Porto or about Inter Milan that we want to say um, for tomorrow. Is there anything that we want to say about that tomorrow? About the game? Anything that comes to mind? Um, that we I, hate Inter Milan on this podcast. You can say it, Justin. Okay. That we hate. In, no, I'm kidding. All right. No. Well, I, no, no sir. Okay. Got well, it. <laughs> no, no, no. I knew there was like this was a trap or like bait or something. So yeah, yeah. Go off, go off. Of course, I I don't hate Inter Milan. I so so the story about Inter Milan is they're very up and down this season. They, they lost to Spezia last weekend on 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 Friday, um, and so they are they have a narrow one zero lead to Porto. Porto is a team that plays without fear, and I don't know. I just feel like I smell an upset here, and uh, Porto is gonna go through. But you just never again. You never know. I think, but you know, Inter Milan could could wake up tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. Uh, but I'm curious to hear any other thoughts uh, if they're with me or they feel like Inter Milan can get this done. Where Where is the game at? So, Porto. Tomorrow. Porto. Mm-hmm. Listen. Um, hats off, first of all, uh, to the Portuguese teams in the Champions League, but they because they have been representing um, not only the, cha- the the Champions League but the the European competitions. Um, you know they've been doing really well, and let's be honest, the the at, what was it? The last Portuguese team that won the Champions League was uh, Porto with your oh, yeah. special the special yeah. one. That's right. One of the most remarkable so, uh, Champions Leagues ever, I think. Well, yeah, we were just talking about a team that, that you know, we were just talking about Chelsea not having the best teams when they won. I mean, that Porto team was the underdog of underdogs, right? So anything can happen, you know. Um, but having said that, I actually do think – I saw that um, the Inter game, um, because I'm rooting against Inter, part of me – you 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 guys already know why I root against Inter. Yeah. <laughs> you already know why I root against Inter. Um, and I feel like Inter is one of those teams that um, it's like night and day with them. Like one one 
one game they're playing uh, like world class, and then the next game they look like a Sunday league team. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, um, the fact and, that the and margins... Lukaku, Lukaku, Jacko too. Uh, just you know, Lukaku not being his best and whatnot. Lukaku being overweight, calling being called out by you know his his coach, right? His yeah, words, yeah. Not, 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 no, no content um, in the fold to yep, keep him in check, I guess. Exactly. Um, I just feel like uh, the Portuguese teams are on are on a very good run right now, uh, whether it's by fortune or not. Um, sometimes you have to have luck on your side, right? And the fact that those games are in or Porto is at home, I feel like playing in Portugal is like playing in Germany where the entire stadium, if not the entire cities, get behind their teams, right? And it's a very difficult atmosphere to play in. Um, and coming off of that loss, which I think left um, Inter shell-shocked uh, because Spezia was, I think, in the relegation zone, right? Were they not? Um, or yeah, bottom, yeah. I mean, they're, bottom they're like... struggling the season, yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that they lost, maybe... I think is something that they can't recover this quickly. Um, you know, whereas Porto has been in really fine form in 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 the um, in the Portuguese league. So right. I could see Porto winning tomorrow. Um, you know, and being the first uh, Portuguese team to punch in their their ticket to the next round. No, Benfica is the other. Oh, one. sorry. Uh, um, the second, the second. Portuguese team. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Benfica, by the way, doing very, I mean, 5-2, they won their first leg. I mean, they, they look like a scary team, and I know some people but, are. But Benfica has been in first place, right? Like, they've been playing really well the entire right. season. Like, they, they've been leading, you know, their domestic league, right, along. So, I feel like it was more, it was, a, it was more expected of Benfica to advance than it is of Porto to advance, if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. Yeah, um, I well, I, I think we can all say what we feel about Benfica's chance in terms of um, the teams they've played up to now. But um, it's still. But boring. I have a question for you. How oh, would God. you feel? How would you feel uh, Inter getting knocked out? Because then you know there's another Italian team that gets knocked out of a. Champions League or a European Cup, therefore bringing down the European coefficient, which is what drives, uh, you know, what the best leagues are. How would you mm-hmm. feel if, you know, going back to the moniker of like Italians, the Italian league is the Farmers League, like getting knocked out by a Portuguese team, which is another quote unquote Farmers League. Do you have any right. preference for that or? What are your thoughts on that? I, oh, I, I don't have. I think no matter what, and I, you know, I always keep getting surprised at the coefficient every year, um, because I don't know how Serious keeps getting four teams to go, but uh, I think compared to last season and even the last few seasons, we've done tremendously well uh, this this season. So, Inter getting knocked out doesn't worry me too much. I think having two Italian teams in the quarterfinals is actually 
I need to look back, but I don't think we've seen that in the in, in the last few years. So I think our coefficients will be either the same or even better. Um, and I think Napoli has a chance. It just depends on who who they meet next. I, I can't wait for the draw, which is this Friday. Like I'm so I, I don't think I'm going to sleep uh, because I'm I'm hoping I'm really hoping Bayern plays Napoli. That is like my dream, my dream fixture for the next round. Um, but we can talk about Napoli soon. You you made some sort of facial expression, Manning. Oh, I, I made that. some. I don't think that fits the UEFA narrative. Um, the reason why I oh. say that is. I know we're at the point now, you know, past the group stages where like teams from the same country can be drawn against each other. But, um, you know, do you really want to see like Napoli play another German team when they just played another German? You know what I mean? No, or I see what you're saying. See, like, I, yeah, I, I, see, like, I mean, the draw is the draw, right? The draw is the draw. Yeah. Anything can happen, a, right? Well, right. a draw is a draw depending on who's. Oh, air quotes, air quotes. Right, air quotes. Let, let's move on to, because we got to talk. I know there are two games we have to talk about today. One is the Master T RB Leipzig. I, you know, we've talked about RB Leipzig, uh, sorry, Master T this, this, um, this season uh, or just earlier in the, in the podcast. Um, this one was a 1-1. Uh, obviously, they're playing at Manchester tomorrow. I struggle with this one because, on the one hand, you know, obviously they're playing Manchester, so you you assume the advantage, uh, Justin, that you know, Ma- you know, Manchester City should play this. But Justin and man, you both watch uh, the EPL more than I do, and and Justin, I'm gonna fire this question at you. Given Manchester City's recent form and uncertainty, do you smell an upset here? And keep in mind, Abu Leipzig, uh, you know, obviously. It's hard to beat Dortmund and and uh, uh, and Bayern this season, but they are they are a good team. Uh, this you know they've been a good team last season. This season they're not as good as last season, but they're still a team that can still you know destroy you, right? Um, and, but also there's also the story of Nkunku not being fit. Uh, you know Chelsea player of course always has injury, um, and so I'm I'm curious now to to just. To, to hear your point of view, just given, I, I really want you to target more of the Manchester City last few, uh, you know, weeks of just abysmal display and and Holland especially. Uh, what what do you think is going to go through the head of Pep tomorrow uh, during that game? Um, I think it's entirely possible we're going to see a a Pep special where he overthinks it. And we get like a really weird lineup out there. Um, I also think, however, it's entirely possible that Man City, this is just like a cakewalk for them. They just like blow them out like 4 0 and just like we're on to the next round. Uh, this is the competition that they are, you know, they, much like PSG, this is the competition that both the team and the ownership, they really want this. They really want Champions League. Man City has underperformed since the takeover in the champions league obviously pep this is a competition that obviously pep takes very seriously um i think the whole duel with arsenal for the epl this season has probably like that's uh changed their thinking like i i don't think they they can't fixate on either one or the other right they they need to be fully fit and firing for both competitions all the way up to the end so um i think with that in mind they he's going to we're going to get a strong lineup tomorrow with maybe one or two surprises i don't know um but it's gonna be mostly like you know the expected starters 
And I think that they'll probably that they'll they'll win fairly easily. That's my prediction, uh, at least. So you think Pep is taking more the Champions League seriously than the EPL this season? I don't know. I think he's taking both equally seriously. I think uh, that's that's they they are kind of in a difficult position in that regard where they they can't every season because they are so strong in the EPL they like obviously the Champions League is like the the mountain that they wanna they wanna climb they wanna conquer. Um, but there's like they are both they're not winning the the league yet they're chasing someone else but they're not so far behind Arsenal that they like are kind of like satisfied with second place a strong second place finishing they like they have to go for first place in the EPL like it's just expected they have to go for it um and then they also at the same time have to go for Champions League i mean like this is like not like revolutionary stuff like every team wants to win every trophy that they can possibly win but uh, i think for city it's a little bit of a unique situation as given how essential their strategy has become as far as it pivots around Holland. And I think right. maybe if we want to talk about that, that'd be interesting. What do you yeah. have to say about their struggles? Because I, I think that's uh, an interesting part of it. Yeah, no, we definitely will be talking about that, especially if they don't win the the Premier League, uh, because I have receipts and videos of Holland being very sad and angry at the players not giving him the long pass. Um, so, uh, yeah, we can talk more about that at another time. Uh, Manny, real quick, uh, what's your feeling about this game? Any upsets or is it going to be a kickwalk? Or Man, um, so honestly, Nkunku being out is um, it, it's a big deal uh, because he was actually uh, making strides and they really wanted to get him back for the second leg but it doesn't seem like he's going to be fit enough uh to start maybe not even make the bench for the trip um rbl has been has turned it around the season they were one of the teams that also fired their coaches early on mid-season and then replaced them right and uh they've been doing really well they have a lot of really good players young players they're playing really good football at the moment um, my heart, you know, this is difficult. This is what says they pull off the up, but then my head says, you know, city, like, even if Pep pulls a galaxy brain, like he tends to do in big matches, um, I feel like contrary to what Justin says, where he feels like they're focused on both the league and the champions league. I think if you were to ask Pep, like, if you can only choose one of those, trophies which one would it be we know the answer to that it's the one that's eluded him you know for a decade right so almost a decade so um having said that i just feel like city still find a way to get it get it done you know the the only way that i see um rbl pulling this off is if they go on and score first um because Again, we've seen City this season. The one difference that I've seen between the previous seasons and this season is that for whatever reason, no City lead is safe this season. Like, they seem to be shaky or just, like, not as confident as they have been in the past. And I'm not sure if that deals, you know, we've talked about the injuries that they've had in the back line as well. The new, you know, there's the off-field issues with some of their players. I'm looking at you, Kyle Walker. Uh, you know, um, so, you know, all that stuff kind of disrupts from, uh, that, 
that uh, synchronicity within the locker room, right? And if we know anything about Pep, is um, Pep is one of those coaches that is like routine, 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 drill, drill, drill. Like everything has to be the same, you know, repetition, repetition, repetition. Can you really get that with everything that's going on, right, is a question. So um, I know I didn't answer your question. I really want RBL to win. So you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb. I say they, they pull it off. I say they, they go in there tomorrow, in Konku or not. Somehow they pull a Timo Werner masterclass. <laughs> he, he, man, he manages to stay on side. Somehow, some way, he manages to stay on side. Um, and, and they score, and that, that's it. You know, I trust, I trust um, Leipzig's defense like to, for them to hold uh, an actual lead more than I trust City to hold an actual lead, even though City are playing at home. Yeah, interesting. Um, real we, quick, it, it, sorry, I was just thinking whether we wanted, whether either of you had off the top of your heads, um, make a wild prediction for a Pep Galaxy brained formation. Ederson, false nine. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, honestly, this city team, there's no consistency in the rotation. Like, I get that, like, you have to rotate players, but. I'm really confused and, and, and dumbfounded. You know, players like Foden hadn't sniffed the starting lineup in months. And all of a sudden, Foden's playing back-to-back-to-back games. Players like Mares were actually contributing and doing really well. And they get sent to the bench and they're not played. Um, players like uh, Rico Lewis, they're really young. Um, what, what is he? I don't even know what he, what, what he plays. He plays like right back, left back uh dm yeah, like wing back yeah he plays like like four well different all the positions. all the wing backs are usually expected to like <coughs> yeah take a central positioning like when they yeah, have the ball so, right you know the, the, the only thing that i see there um you know the like look at kdb kdb hasn't like he started on the bench there's been games where he doesn't even play mm-hmm. like i like who knows if he starts tomorrow um yes. and there's well, also rubbing, so, he was benched on the weekend well, I also meant to say this is there, there's been recent reports too that KDB is not happy with um, what's going with his management, with his time off the field, um, the way he's been managed the system. So it looks like there's trouble in paradise. Um, yeah. In that locker yeah. room. So. Yeah. Sounds good for Justin. The situation was what's that? Sounds good for Justin though. The stars are hey. aligning, awesome. Justin. The stars are aligning. We'll see. Like I said, don't talk to me about it until uh, April 29th. April. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. All right. Well, sounds good. I think uh, f- from my point of view, I, honestly, I think I think I think City should win it, but I just have a feeling that he, they're going to bottle it, um, and it's going to be Ooh. a really come to Jesus moment for for Pep. Uh, but not good news for Arsenal because that means that they have to go all in on the Premier League and if they go all in on something, you know what that means? You're gonna choke until you know until the end of the season. Um anyways, let's move on to Napoli Frankfurt. There's nothing to say here. Napoli beat Frankfurt 2-0 in Germany. Don't see this happening. Uh I unless there's a bomb that goes off and kills all the players, God forbid, but <laughs> 
That's the only thing I can see that see the only way I can see Frankfurt moving ahead. And in that case, they'll probably cancel the whole season. Uh, but uh, I think Napoli, uh, I, you know, what a what a crazy team. I still think I still think that um, I still think that Napoli needs to play a very tough team, and I feel like they've not had the chance to this season. Um, you know, they played. I think was the season they played Liverpool and they beat them, or I, I think even Liverpool beat them back uh, on the return leg. My point is, all three of teams this season have been bad in the Syria, so it's hard for me to judge Napoli, and that's why I'm hoping they get a tough team because they're very full of confidence, um, and so I think that would help them out. But also, if then there's any Italian team that can beat any team right now, I guess it would be Napoli. And not Milan or Inter or you know, Juve's in the Europa League, so um, we don't care about that. But last but not least, this is the the Real Madrid Liverpool game. Uh, we've seen comebacks before. Liverpool has come back. It wouldn't be the first time they've done it. Um, and of course, as a Milan fan, um, sometimes I I hate thinking about that because when I meet some fans and I tell them I'm from Milan or I'm, I'm an Eastern Milan fan, they remind me of that time. So. It's a dark, dark thing for me that hangs over my head. Uh, but let's talk about Real Madrid-Liverpool. Uh, I've heard ben, uh, Benzema may may not be fit uh, for the game. That may be actually a, a point of concern because Benzema is a good defender from the front, uh, if you know what I mean. Like He is a threat that will push the, the, the team back. Uh, but do we see any... You know, let, let me start with you, you uh, Manny. 5-2 uh, in the first leg, and now they're going back to Benabao. We don't see anything from Liverpool, right? Like, Liverpool is not going to score, like, four goals and, you know, or, or they're not going to score three goals and then take them to penalties, right? Listen, this this game is about as, I guess, wrapped up as the Napoli-Frankfurt, uh, you know, ties or draws. There is no way. I mean, there's Real Madrid are at home, right? First of all, they're at home. Benzema or not, it's 5-2. They have a three-cushion lead, right? A three-goal cushion. There is no way that you can discount, you know, any team in the Champions League. But after what we've seen Real Madrid do last season and the impossible comebacks that they've had, you know, it it's one of those things where you could think that if Liverpool were firing on all cylinders, if we hadn't just seen the shambolic performance that they just gave over the weekend, um, you know, if they had won that comfortably, then I would be saying, yeah, you know what? I think they have a chance. But under everything that's happened with them, the way that they've been playing, the fact that they have um, no depth in the midfield whatsoever, uh, you know, Real Madrid doesn't have to score. They don't need Benzema. I know you're, you're saying you're you're making a point that he he starts either the the defense or the attack from the from the front, right? But they're not looking to score any more goals. Like all they have to do is just pass the ball around for 90 minutes, like not allow any goals, right? You know, um, I actually think that on the you know on the opposite end of that, Liverpool have to score. So they have to be super offensive. And what's that, you know, what that 
happens or what that, you know, uh, results in is a team that leaves a lot of space behind, a lot of open gaps. And what is Liverpool's weakness? You know, they are the gaps in the middle and on the back, right? Like mm. we have seen they have, they can't defend, right? They can attack. That's mm-hmm. fine. They have great attackers, but even the attackers are, you know, hot and cold. Um, this game was decided in the first leg for me, man. You know, okay. they had it. If you can't defend a 2-0 lead at home at the almighty Anfield in front of all of your support, home support, how are you going to go score three goals just to tie and send it to extra time in another stadium, you know, in the opponent's, like, home? There's just no way. All right, so I'm going to I'm going to lay out some 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 data points on Justin. This is where I'll need you to take those data points and tell me what you think. All right. So the first thing is um, Liverpool have been in this situation, not exactly the situation, but against Barcelona they came back. Right? And this we're talking about same team, same type of team in the same country, same league. So that's one data point. Another data point is about eight days ago Liverpool beats United. Uh, I know. We're going to bring out the the Bournemouth game, um, you know, where they've just lost. But they beat United uh, 7-0. And this is a team that really had a good defense uh, um, before they they considered seven goals. So that's another thing. The other thing is that um, Real Madrid are not so hot themselves, right? And so while defensively they've not been as shaky... um, they still consider two goals first, so I can imagine that that could happen again this time around, although obviously they know what to expect, I guess. Um, but given all these points, Justin, are you are you still going to go with Manny and say no chance for, for Liverpool tomorrow or Wednesday? Oh, hold on, I'm still calculating. <laughs> okay. You need to <laughs> um, putting that into a chat. Chat GPT. <laughs> yes, Chat GPT's gone back to me and it says, uh, "Yeah, Liverpool have no chance." I think they can make it entertaining. They can make it entertaining, but like, okay. I I think Madrid could, with let's say Benzema's not there, I think Madrid could fail to score and still go through on to the next round. Right, mm-hmm. I, and so that's that's kind of where I'm at. I think I think Liverpool can score one. They could score two. Uh, maybe they could score three, but I think it's unlikely that they'll mm-hmm. that they'll be able to hit them up for that much um, in Madrid. Well, I am not as pessimistic as you two, and I'm going to give my percentage chance for Liverpool to win. Oh, forty-nine percent, four-nine percent that they're going to go through. Uh, you know, uh, in, which means Liverpool uh, Real Madrid has more chance. But you get my point. Um, four, four point nine. No, no, forty nine. Four nine. Oh, oh, okay. Four nine. Four nine percent. I think, if I'm being honest, in my time watching Liverpool, you never discount them. You just never discount them. They don't have Origi to do the last minute uh, miracles, but never discount Liverpool. That's what I've learned, and I think they have forty nine percent chance to go through. I'll put that there. Okay. All right. The world knows now. 
All right. Well, is there anything else that we want to discuss? Uh, anything about uh, what's going on in uh, Qatar? Do you all hear about the investigation going on about how the uh, Qatar potentially bugged the meeting room with Infantino and uh, some del- some attorney general, whatever? Um, that's that's interesting. I- I can't wait to see them rescind the Argentina welk the the medal. Look, right? look at our face. Do we look shocked? Do <laughs> any of us look shocked? All right. Well. Honestly, I'm, I'd be shocked if they hadn't done that. <laughs> fair point. That's fair what point. I'd be shocked about. All right. Well, it was great. It was great chatting uh, with you. Good to have you, Manny, uh, back. And I think hopefully we're back next week and talk about honestly the draw. Uh, again, this Friday is going to be the draw, and I cannot wait. Um, and we can also talk, maybe finally we'll talk about Arsenal and see if they go through um, the the next stage of the Europa League, um, which, you know, they, they drew 2-2. Two, two. I know we didn't talk about that today, but it's something worth mentioning to see how maybe Arsenal could potentially manage both leagues, uh, well, both, well, the one cup and, and, and the league if they keep going on uh, to the next okay. uh, stage. We're, let's be but, real. We're only going to talk about that if Arsenal lose. <laughs> Well, if they ask, well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think if they win, we'll it's a, you know we'll have to draw again on Friday. We'll see who they play right. next. That, that could take an effect. But um, it was it was great chatting with you both. But thank you all for listening. We're on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts. We'll talk to you next week. Bye bye.